curling down the lane. Got it on the foul. What a play. And it's blocked. Ohio State got it. Blocked out of the air. Towards the end zone. Touchdown, Buckeyes. McSorley in the end zone. Buckley touchdown. Tennessee at the buzzer. He got it. A three-pointer to win. Dodge the of this national championship win. Blocked! Lions scoop it up! Brad Haley will score! Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Holy Buckeye! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the former Ball Boys. Today, I'm joined by Cam. How you doing? I'm doing well, Cole. How about you, buddy? Doing good, and also today making his first appearance, replacing Zach, as he doesn't like us enough to take a little bit of time out of his beach vacation to join us. We got a guy, I mean, what can I say? He's won three rec basketball championships. He's got a girlfriend. He's got direct admit to IU School Informatics, and he's never been kicked out of a bar. Can't say I've (laughs) achieved any of those four. Welcome, Max Likud. Thank you. I couldn't have asked for a better introduction than that. Thanks, Cole. <laughs> Man, it sounds like we got a winner right now. Our podcast it might be our best guest yet. <laughs> yeah, we definitely definitely better Star. than Star. Yeah, we didn't give Star that introduction. All right, today we're gonna do our pack a punch parlays again. Oh, we're gonna get three more right. Goes to go through some news, uh, talk some NHL, do a little Penn State football talk. And then some questions for the boys. How's that sound? Sounds real good. You ready to win some people some more money after we got those parlays right? We celebrated those hard on Saturday night in Bloomington. Call a lot of fun. Definitely didn't accidentally put, <laughs> put my parlay in twice. <laughs> it was a good thing it hit. It hit, it hit twice. <laughs> All right, who's feeling confident on theirs? Uh, Max, go ahead. Give us your parlay. Um, all right. I actually uh, won't be betting this considering I'm 17, but I'm just going to win everybody else some money. Um, to start it off, I'll take Villanova over Providence at Villanova. Um, West Virginia to beat Oklahoma at West Virginia. And then UNLV, who just beat San Diego State, the only undefeated team, at San Jose State to beat San Jose State. And then I'll take Hawaii over UC Riverside and Yale over Princeton. Like All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Cole, you go ahead next. All right. I found, I wasn't really seeing the card too well today. Hopefully I see it a little better in a couple days. But right now I got five locks. I got Gonzaga beating St. Mary's. They killed them at St. Mary's earlier this year. They're coming off a loss. Um, Kentucky at home against Auburn. I think Auburn's a fraud team. Ole Miss against Vanderbilt. St. Peter's at or versus... Kinesis. I have no idea how to pronounce that name, but I won a bet on St. Peter's last week, so we're going to put him in the parlay this week. I love to hear it. Utah at home, or at California, to wrap it up. All right, love to hear it. We have a few of the same ones. I got Kentucky against Auburn. I also think Auburn's a fraud team. They have a great record. Just haven't impressed me at all. I got Syracuse beating North Carolina. I have Butler over DePaul. I also have Gonzaga over St. Mary's. I have San Diego State winning. I think they're at Nevada, I'm pretty sure. And Richmond against UMass. 
It's my parlay. It's going to hit. Let's win the boys some money. There we go. All right, we're going to jump into some news. So coming out today on the Twitter, Christian Lander, a 6'1 point guard from Evansville Wrights High School, averaging 20 points a game this year, uh, committed to Indiana University. He's staying home. He's ranked 11th nationally, number one point guard in the class of 2021, even though he is looking to reclassify to 2020 uh, if he can. How does this – so what are you looking for, IU? Because Trace is looking like he's got to come back. Rob will obviously be back. They got a couple shooters coming in. How's the future looking down at Bloomington? I think it looks really good. I think him coming in to help Rob out handle the ball is going to be huge because they don't really have that point guard behind Rob right now that can come in and really control the game and take care of the ball. Right now it feels like they're going with Devontae Green handling the ball, and once he's gone, it's going to open up a spot for somebody else, and I think this kid's going to slide right in. What do you think, Max? Um, I'm going to agree with that. As long as Trace comes back, I think those two will be great together. Um, and just to provide another guard next to Rob, which they don't really have right now. Um, hoping he reclassifies so that he can get as much playing time with Trace, as, uh, assuming that they both stay there four years. But yeah, I think IU's looking pretty good for the future. Yeah, I like it as well. I definitely didn't think he was going to come here. Uh, I guess Louisville and Michigan were the crystal ball projections. So it was a, a surprise to a lot of people. Um, you have to assume Trace might have had a hand in helping him come here. Trace, I don't know. Like if the, I don't recruiter. know if they're buddies or not, but he probably brought, helped bring him here. Lander's on the same AAU team as Leal and um, Galloway, who are both IU signees coming in twenty twenty. Okay, so, so they probably want to stay together. Yeah. have that chemistry. That's going to be really nice for Archie then. Yeah, Archie also comes from a family of point guards. Um, so you're thinking he's going to be able to develop this kid really well. Um, him coming in the class of 2020, that sets him up real nice next year. I would think they would be a preseason, not a Big Ten favorite, but up there because they'll have a solid post and a, a top number one point guard in the country coming in. I think this is a huge commit for Archie and the Hoosiers. Yeah, absolutely. Some more college basketball news uh, since our last recording. Kansas beat Baylor. Cam and Zach were right on that. San Diego State and Gonzaga both lost on Saturday, so making that number one, number two, and number four losing. Oregon won an OT thriller at Arizona. Ohio State beat Maryland. IU beat Penn State, and Duke lost again, a second time in two weeks at Wake Forest, who's at the bottom of the barrel in the ACC. What stuck out to you from over the weekend? Max, go ahead on this one. I'll let you jump in. Um, I mean, really, the San Diego State game. I wasn't expecting them to lose to UNLV. They've been undefeated. They pretty much dominated their whole schedule. And UNLV, not an, a fantastic team. Just didn't see them going in and beating them. Yeah, because it was at San Diego State, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a win that you could really predict. Uh, what stood out to me most was the game we watched, Cole, was uh, – Kansas Baylor game. It was just very competitive the whole entire game. It came down to the wire. Baylor had a chance to tie it. I believe it was tie it, not win it at the buzzer. And these teams look like they're in a crash course for the Big 12 championship and possibly the Final Four. They look like two of the best teams, if not the best teams in the nation right now. Yeah, I would agree. I would say they are the two best teams, especially with Gonzaga 
giving up 91 points to BYU um, and San Diego State wow. losing. And Duke losing again. Um, I don't think any team in the ACC is going to compete with them. Uh, they're both looking to be 17-1 and in the Big 12 with their only losses to each other at home, which would be insane. Um, they'll meet again in the Big 12 championship, and then they'll probably meet again in the Final Four. It's just going to be interesting to see um, which side of the bracket, whether they meet in the Final Four or whether they meet in the championship because you would assume Kansas would be the Midwest and Baylor would be the South one seeds. Right, exactly. Uh, I saw a tweet. I forget who it was from. If you're San Diego State, would you rather be a two seed in the West or a one seed in, let's say, the East? I mean, the one seed, you supposedly have a favorable schedule, but two, you're not traveling far. I'd probably go with the two seed in the West. What do you boys think? I'd have to agree with that. Sit, stay, stay close in the West, especially since it's in MSG. The East is the, and if Duke's in that, that's literally a pseudo home game for Duke. That's where all their uh, neutral court games are. That's at MSG, and traveling two thousand miles across the country. Even if you're a two seed, you're still playing um, a fifteen, and you'll have to play a three eventually. But um, not much more difficult. Them and Gonzaga, one of them is going to be the one in the West, and the other one would be the two, I would assume. Right. Um, let's jump back to that Penn State-IU game. That was a big win for IU. Uh, it was a bit scary there. They were out up by 19 points at one point, and then Penn State went on a little 30-5 to run out of the gate in the second half. IU had to get that win. They couldn't let that run. They couldn't blow that lead. The place would have exploded if they blew that lead. Uh, Trace played another great game. It was just a great home game. They needed that win, and Penn State's really missing Myron Jones right now is what I got from it. Yeah, I mean, Penn State's starters really didn't show up besides Lamar Stevens. Their only other scorers were like Jamari Wheeler. Miles Dredd scored eight points in the second half, but in the first half it was like um, Lamar Stevens, and then Harar had maybe two points. So without their second leading score in Myron Jones. They really don't have much offense. Yeah, they're a, they're a very streaky team. And Lamar Stevens had like 10 of their first 12 points, and they got that in like the first 15 minutes. So it was a great game for IU to start. Got a little shaky in the second half, but they were able to pull it out. Yeah, Trace had another double-double. He had 13 and 10. Um, Lamar had 29 kind of got the Luca Garza treatment where it's like you could score, but we're going to try and stop everybody else. But he was 11 for 27, um, which isn't the best shooting, but he's, he's the only reason they were even in the game. He's got, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry about that. Uh, watching the game, it, he had to shoot that many times too. No one else was getting open. Uh, you played great perimeter defense against Curtis Jones, miles dread for the most part. And they made Lamar shoot, and yeah, eleven of twenty-seven is not great, but he did keep them in the game. Yeah, Lamar. With if he wasn't scoring, then it was threes. Penn State was shooting threes, and if they're not hitting, then they're not hitting the whole night. So, yeah. Moving on to tonight, Penn State is currently playing as we're recording. Um, they're winning as of now. Myron Jones is still out. Penn State's coming off of two losses, and I think they need to win this because they go to Iowa on Saturday. 
Yeah, they absolutely need to win this. I bet on them tonight. I had a good feeling at home, and they need to really bounce back win. So I assumed that Lamar Stevens would play well. Mike Watkins, they're down to the last two home games, unless Mike Watkins somehow has another year that we don't know about. But, yeah, they need this win. They're still battling for a double bye right now. They're in the fifth seed. They're trying to get up to the fourth seed in that Big Ten to have a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, Rutgers, I see Penn State winning this game, sticking with their lead, because Rutgers dominant at home, 17-1. and one, But on the road, the 1-7 and seven, and the Big Ten road games are really hard to win. So, yeah, this is a big one for Penn State. If they can win it and hopefully have Myron Jones come back against Iowa, they can win that one too and get on the right track to get that double Y. Yeah, if they can, I like them to win this, hold on at home. Uh, but then Iowa is the big one because Iowa almost went to Sparty last night. They were up the whole game um, and then lost that in the last four minutes. But yeah, Penn State is, oh, hang on. What am I looking at? I'm trying to look at the conference. Are you, who are is you the, sure they're who's fourth? the, they're fifth right now. I fifth. said they're fifth. Yeah. Um, they, like two through six oh, are okay. tied. Yeah. Like two through six are tied right now. So they're right there, but they released a bracket today and has them at five. Yep. I believe if they win, they might be back at the fourth slot, but I'm not positive. They would be at the third spot. So Maryland's 12 and four. Then uh, Miss Michigan State is up a half game. They're 11 and six. And then Penn State, Wisconsin, and Illinois are all 10 and six. So if Penn State wins, so, they'll be tied with Michigan State at they're, second. They're jump, they're jump Michigan State because they beat them on the road so and they don't second, play again until yeah. the end of this year. That's Penn State goes Rutgers at Iowa, home against Michigan State for their senior day, and then at Northwestern. So you have to assume they'll beat Northwestern at home. Hopefully, hold on to this one, and if they can somehow get one or the other, Iowa or Michigan State, it'll be a big boost and would absolutely get that double bye. Yeah, so they'll jump from fifth to second if they win this. Another What's college, Ohio State at right now? Uh, they are 8-8, eight and eight, tied with IU. Um, okay, here. So you got Maryland, and then you got Michigan State. You got that clump at 10-6. Then you got Iowa's at 10-7. Michigan State, or Michigan is 9-7. and seven. Rutgers is 9-8. and eight. IU and Ohio State are both at 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, so they're at tenth right now, ninth or tenth, okay, so depending would, on the. Would they? They wouldn't. Have, neither of those teams play on the first day. Then do they? Isn't it eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen on the first day, like Wednesday? Yeah, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I'll play. So that'd be uh, Minnesota versus Northwestern and Purdue versus Nebraska. All right. So. Another Big Ten game tomorrow night. IU is going to Purdue. Um, as we just said, I use ninth in the Big Ten right now. Purdue's sitting at twelfth. Uh, Mackey Arena is one of the toughest places to play. You think I use going to be able to pull it off? I don't think I use going to win this game. I just think it's a tough matchup at Purdue. Purdue's kind of been struggling recently, and they really need a win to have any hope of somehow squeaking in this tournament. So I don't think they're gonna. I don't think IU's going to go in there and win. It's just really tough to win on the road. They've been playing a lot better recently. One, two straight, yeah. Beat Minnesota and then beat Penn State, so that's encouraging. I just think it's going to be tough to go in there and beat that Purdue team, but we've seen it happen. We saw Penn State go in there and dominate Purdue, so it's definitely possible. But I have Purdue winning that game. Yeah, I'm going to agree. 
I don't see Indiana going into Purdue the way that Purdue came into Assembly Hall and won that game. I mean, if they shoot well and they get Trace involved the entire game, I can see them winning. I don't know if Purdue has that much offense. They have uh, Eastern, phenomenal defender, doesn't really provide much on offense. But outside of that, they really don't have anything on offense. But they dominated IU when they came here. So, Yeah, who's their three-point shooter, Cole? He's some crazy uh, name. Stefanovic. Yeah, that sounds right. Something of which. Yeah, Stefanovic is their three-point shooter. And then uh, Williams is in the post. He's their leading scorer, Travion Williams, averaging 11.4 a game. Who do you got winning? I have Purdue winning. Um, Mackey Arena, I think, is – if this season it was uh, – it's rated like a top – like pro-rated, pro-rated, like a top five hardest places to play in the country this season, I would assume behind like Kansas and the top teams who just don't lose. But they, at Mackey Arena, they beat Virginia by 29, Michigan State by 29, Wisconsin by 19. They beat Iowa by 36, putting up 104 points that game. If they get going at Mackey Arena, I don't, I just hope IU doesn't get beat by 30. Just holds yeah, on. Yeah, right. And as we've said, I'd be, uh, Orchard hasn't beat Purdue yet, so maybe he can get that monkey off his back, but I just don't see it happening on the road. And when IU loses on the road, they lose. Yeah, it's usually never close, so hopefully they can stick around and squeak one out. Jump into the NHL. The trade deadline just ended on Monday, I believe. Monday? Yep, Um, yep, Monday. The Capitals on... NBC's pro rating were rated the best, uh, most improved team coming out of the trade deadline um, after adding Ilya Kovalchuk um, was their main piece. The Penguins were rated fourth after adding some uh, some depth to their forward and then adding Jason Zucker. The Blue Jackets just kind of stayed neutral. They don't have any draft capital or anything to trade, really. So they're just staying, hopefully going to get better in the upcoming years. So what are your takeaways from the draft? Or the trade deadline, who got better, who got worse? Um, well, starting with the Penguins, I really like their move to get Zucker. He's shown that he can play well with Crosby, but, I mean, who can't? And then um, Connor Sheary, they're bringing him back. I He was a great piece during the cup runs. I really liked him. He was a good penalty killer, could come in, uh, just energize the team. But they gave up Dominic Cahoon for that. He's young. He's about equivalent to Connor Sheary's skill I'd say and I don't know about giving up a young player like that and then they also picked up Patrick Marlowe who's obviously out of his prime but he can still help them win the cup and then a couple other players or other teams that I saw get better the Islanders picked up uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right but Gene Gabriel Pago 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 yeah he's young good and obviously I don't know the Islanders aren't really contending this year are they in the playoffs right now yeah, so they are actually. They're one of the wild card spots, and I, I agree completely. He uh, he fits their system perfectly. He plays a great defensive game, but he can also go down and score the puck. He fits perfectly, and they also added Andy Green about a week or two ago, another defender. So the Islanders made some moves trying to fight for that playoff spot. But I think you have some more trades that you wanted to talk about. Go ahead. Um, I mean, outside of that. Chris Kreider didn't get traded, but the Rangers locked him up for uh, seven more years. And that's obviously good for the Rangers as he's very talented. Um, The Oilers picked up Tyler Ennis. He's 
not a superstar or anything, but he can help them. Oh, the Oilers have always struggled with depth as they have Drysaddle and McDavid, obviously dominant. But they're st- are they in the playoff picture right now? I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They they are. Uh, they actually play pretty well with at McDavid. Yeah, that Pacific is really competitive right now. But yeah, they're in and. Also, the Oilers picked up. I'm gonna mispronounce his name, Anastasio. I don't. I, I definitely butchered that. Oh, but the, he, from the Red Wings. From the Red Wings, he he might. I, what I've heard, he's kind of a locker room problem. But when you're on the Red Wings, you kind of just want to get out of there. And he has the speed to match McDavid. They they're one and two in speed right there. And I don't know if he's gonna play with them, but they're gonna be a lot of fun. He adds much needed depth. I think he scored 30 goals either last year or the year before, so another goal scorer for them. Mm-hmm. Quick add, the Red Wings are the only team eliminated from the playoffs in the entire NHL so far. Yeah, I also saw they are the earliest team to be eliminated since, like, the 06 Senators or something crazy like that. So they're just terrible. They, they're they tanking on purpose, though. They're just stockpiling draft picks, and they're leaving all their studs in the uh, AHL to develop uh other news i saw uh henrik lundquist had his first healthy scratch of his career in the past week um, which is insane just some current standings boston's leading the nhl with 90 points st louis is in first out west with 84 penguins are second in the metro behind the capitals and the blue jackets are holding on tight to wild card number two i don't see that really lasting with how they've been playing lately but we we can only hope they get in. Yeah, it would be it'd be cool to see them. They've just gone through so many injuries that I don't know if they can keep it up. They also have played more games than the other teams that are battling for wild cards, so they don't have any games in hand. Jumping back to the trades, the Hurricanes made three big moves and they're not currently in a playoff spot. So I think that's kinda crazy that they're being aggressive. They went out and got Trocheck. Sammy Vannon and Brady Shea. So it's kind of risky for them to jump at it, especially in that tough Metro. They're uh, at 74 points, two points behind the Blue Jackets for uh, the wild card spot. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I understand going for it, but I don't know if this is the year that you want to do it, essentially, is what I'm looking at. Especially I, if you're going to play Boston. I don't know. If you're going to play Boston or Tampa in round one, I don't really know if that's the best. No, that's not the greatest route. Unless they think they can I mean, the Blue Jackets last year. Yeah, the oh, Blue yeah. Jackets last year. That's a good point. Um, that was a great time. Or if they think they could sneak into the third or second Metro spot because mm-hmm. they all are right there. So yeah, Philly's, hold, Philly's holding the third Metro spot right now at 79, and Islanders are at 77 in the first wild card. So they go on a little run. They could easily get up there. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun to watch the rest of this NHL season towards the playoffs. Yep. Next, we're going to do a little NHL draft, hockey draft. So we're going to do um, one line. So you're starting forwards. It could be You could draft three centers if you want. You could do left wing, center, right wing if you want. We'll do a starting pair, so your first pair, and then you'll draft one goalie. Um, you can draft anybody in any order. We're not going to be like, all right, this is your center round. We're just going to go. Uh, pick whoever you want, whatever round. Just make sure by the end you got three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie. All right, uh, we'll give Max. Yeah, we'll let first Max start. Overall. First overall, Cole, you could be second. I'll jump in at third, and it's a little snake draft action. Oh yeah. 
All right. Um, how are we, is this just like a one-year thing or future? Or? Uh, just kind of whatever you feel it out to be. Um, just whatever players you think are right now. Let's say we're battling for the cup right now, making our best line. Um, all right. Just just based off it being right now, I'm going to go ahead and take Sidney Crosby. Him and uh-huh. McDavid are hand-in-hand, hand, but Sid has obviously proven that he can lead teams to the cup and is just one of the dominant players of this decade. Yeah, I would say top five of all time. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Cole. All yeah, right. Number two. I'm going to – this is going to be a heart pick. I probably should go somewhere else. But you can't go wrong. I'm going to take Nathan McKinnon, too. Um, oh. Big guy. <laughs> oh, I, I like it because little Ton McDavid falls to me. Oh, I know. But I, I like McKinnon. He's probably my favorite player in the NHL right now. Big dude. Um, kind of sneaky quick on the ice. Oh, yeah. He's – He's fast. He's he can big. get moving. But like I'm going to take him. Uh, just take him at two. You can really snap the puck around, too. Oh, yeah. Snapping it with yeah. the boys. <laughs> I'm going to go with McDavid, obviously, at three. Uh, just a dominant player. If he didn't get hurt, he'd be battling right now with Dreisaitl for the point total. Speaking of Dreisaitl, I'm going to go with him for my next pick. So I'm going to go with Leon Dreisaitl in the second round. So McDavid and Dreisaitl together. Leon Dreisaitl with 99 points already this year. He has just been an absolute freak scoring the puck. So give me the two Oilers boys. Yeah, 99 points, and I believe they've played 62 games. Yeah, he's just, uh, just dominating nice. like Giroff was last year. Yeah. All right, you got the points leader. I'm going to take the goals leader. Give me Pasternak round two. Dude just scores goals like... Well, it is his job, but it's at an inc- absolutely incredible rate. Oh, yeah, and especially his contract. He doesn't have a huge deal. He signed like a little bridge deal before he gets his massive deal. It's kind of what all the Bruins did, but I like it. McKinnon and Pasta. Um, I'll go ahead and take Nikita Kucherov here. He's obviously one of the top players in the NHL. Him and Sid right next to each other would be um, pretty much unstoppable. And then for my other pick, I'm going to go ahead and take John Carlson. Oh, first defender off the board. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's the best defender in the league right now with 72 points. That's absolutely insane for a defenseman. And he's it's not like he's just scoring. He plays great defense, too, on the penalty kill and everything. Yeah, just be very entertaining with Sid. I'd agree completely. I've been saying he's the best defender. Going to win the Norris Trophy. Malcolm just made him look silly, but he's definitely <laughs> won the Norris Trophy. I'm going to go ahead and just – I'm going to stay with the forwards. I'm going to take Artemi Panarin. All right. Uh, don't like him because he left the Blue Jackets. But <laughs> can't the blame dude, him. Dude is on a tear on the uh, Rangers right now. He's incredibly talented, and he has a really cute puppy. So, Artemi <laughs> Panarin. All right. I am going to – McDavid and Dreis, I don't know how to pass the puck. You know who <laughs> can shoot the puck? He's going after he scored his 700 past weekend. Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, and Dreisaitl on the same line. Give me that all he's, day. He's already got 701 too. The night they celebrated yeah, his 700th goal, he scored again. It. <laughs> it was just insane. He just scores at an unreal pace, and everyone knows where he's going to score from, and you still can't stop it. It's been absurd. So I'm going to jump into my first defender pick. I'm going to go with Alex Petrangelo. 
He just led the Blues to the Cup. He can score points. He's top 10 in scoring right now for defenders, and he's a shutdown guy as well. Similar to Carlson, but he's a little bit bigger, and I would say since they both won a Cup, they both have some good leadership skills, but Carlson got picked, so give me Petrangelo. I'm going to go with my first defenseman here. I'm going to take uh, Victor Hedman from Tampa Bay. Can't really go wrong with that pick, I feel. Dude is an absolute no, animal. He- on the defensive end. Oh, yeah, he's huge. He can move the puck. He's good on the power play. It's a good pick. Actually, um, you got two. Yeah. Uh, with the defense, I'll go with another Carlson, Eric Carlson. I think he he used to be better than he is now, but I think he's still amazing. Can skate as well as any defenseman out there and move the puck just as well as Carlson can. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with another offensive pick. This one's tough because I don't really want a center – I want someone to play alongside Sid, and I hate him so much, but these two together would be crazy. I'm going to go ahead and Brad Marchand. I knew you were going to go, yeah. but they the play together when they're in so Canada. Well. They play so well together. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the line that I wanted to have, but since you had them, I, I'm a little bit jealous because every time when they're on the same team for Team Canada, they absolutely dominate with Patrice Bergeron, too. They could both yeah. move the puck so well. It's in, it'd be insane. And just having Marchant being that little pest and having... I like, can't stand him. <laughs> He's a rat. <laughs> you know if someone's about to fight, uh, going after Sid too, he'd just come in and cross-check him right in the back of the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he'd do something Such a cheap really shot. Start licking their face like he did before. <laughs> so, so Max, you have... You just did YouTube picks, right? So yeah. All right. I'm going to go uh, Homer pick number one, Seth Jones. As my second defenseman, uh, dude's a beast. Seems like a great dude as well. Uh, only jacket that made it to the All Star game because Corby got hurt and couldn't make it um, this year. But he's made it the last few years, and just the team is overall like ten times better off when Seth Jones is on the ice because he just kind of governs everything, keeps everybody in check. So I got Seth Jones. Cam, you got your final two. I really liked Seth Jones' pick. I'm going to go with Roman Yossi, though. He has been really good this year. The Predators haven't been that great, but he's been a great defender for them for many years, and hes I think he's second right now in defender scoring. So he's having another good year, and I'm going to go with him to play alongside Petrangelo. I was thinking Dowdy, but I ended up going with Yossi. And my goalie... I to win a cup this year, that's tough. Uh, I was gonna go Carey Price, but give give me Vasilevsky. I think he has been a top goalie this year, and I think he's battling for the Vesna. There's been a lot of great goalies this year, but a lot of them have kind of just filled in. Like Tristan Jari hasn't played all the games. He was an All Star, but he's kind of split time with Murray, so I don't know if he would even qualify yet. But yeah, give me Vasilevsky. So my team being McDavid. Dreisaitl, Ovi, Petrangelo, Roman Yossi, and Andre Vasilevsky to go win that cup. I got, I'm going to take Jordan Bennington fresh off his cup. He's got right. swagger. I love his confidence and swagger. He just says he goes out there and has fun, whether he gives up, whether he has a shutout and gives up three goals. It seems like it doesn't face him at all. Um, he's got a little chippiness, too, that I kind that I like to see. Might no, get absolutely. Goalie fight if you provoke him. Oh, he meet him at he absolutely would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Max, round it up. Give us a goal. 
Uh, I was going to go with Vasilevsky. Obviously, he's, I think he's the best goalie in the NHL, but I don't know. It's tough. I think I'm going to go with Carey Price. I, I think like he's it. really talented. Doesn't really have the playoff experience as he's been stuck on the Habs this whole time. But, yeah, he'd be really good behind my five of Sid, Kucherov, Marchand, and both the Carlsons on defense. So, yeah, I, I think like he'd it. be reliable. I think, uh, Cole, you should need to tweet this out or something and have people vote who's the best team. I'll make a and graphic and do a poll. Absolutely. Carey Price is a great pick. Yeah, he has been on bad teams, but that doesn't take away for how good he has been this, his whole career. Which is even says even more about his numbers when how bad like his bad teams. Exactly. So recap: I got McKinnon, Pasternak, Panarin, Hedman, Seth Jones, and Bennington, Max Crosby, Kucherov, the two Carlsons in the back, Marshawn, Carey Price, Cam's got McDavid and Drysaddle coming out of Edmonton, and then he's got Ovi sniping off the left circle, Petrangelo, Roman Yossi, and Vasilevsky. If I'm not mistaken, Cole, your whole front line. Forwards all are right-handed. Uh, uh, McKinnon, Pasternak, and who was your third? Aaron plays on the left wing. Yeah, but he's right-handed yeah. as well. I know, I know, he plays that, but it's just kind of funny because majority of NHL players are left-handed. You have for a uh, line full of right-handed. Panarin does something well. Next, we're gonna jump into some Penn State football. Uh, with the combine starting, we're gonna look at uh, just get how they're doing, how they're gonna be doing next year. Um, so their key departures are Yeter Grossmatos, also known as YGM. He's pro football focuses number seven edge rusher. KJ Hamler, uh, the shifty wide receiver who can make anyone miss in a phone booth. And Cameron Brown, who is pro football focuses ninth linebacker. Um, some key returners, Sean Clifford at quarterback, Fryermuth at tight end, who's an animal. And then probably the best defensive player in college football next year. Micah Parsons, who was first-team All-American and the number five-rated returning uh, Big Ten player on pro football focus. So they got some easier home games. They got Kent State, Jose, San Jose State, Northwestern. Um, Michigan State probably might not be that good next year. We don't know in Maryland. But they get Iowa and Ohio State at home. They do have to go to Blacksburg to play Virginia Tech. Uh, they go to Ann Arbor. They have to go to Bloomington. Watch out. And then they go to Nebraska and, and Rutgers for rivalry week. So what are your projections for next year? How do you see them faring? Go ahead, Max. I know you love you some Penn State football. Um, I'm liking it next year. I'm going to be honest. I think we have one of the best running boot, running back or backfields in the nation with Journey Brown, Noah Kane, both amazing. I know Ricky Slade transferring, but – is that about that much of a deal? He didn't play that much anyways. He got outplayed yeah. by Noah Kane and Devin Ford. Devin Ford, yeah, another five-star that they had last year. Yeah, and Journey Brown coming along these two, um, these, this last year is just unbelievable. Um, yeah, and Micah Parsons, I think if it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence, he'd be the best player in the nation, but Trevor Lawrence is unbelievable. But yeah, Micah Parsons in our bowl in the Penn State bowl game was just flying around anywhere on the field. He'd be everywhere, making sacks, making tackles. So yeah, uh, and Fryermuth, best tight end in the nation, I'd say so. But Sean Clifford worries me a little bit. He, I don't know if he has the best arm. I don't know if he can come out, come through in clutch situations. We really needed that Minnesota win, and he just didn't perform that well. So he worries me a little bit. Yeah, I agree completely with that, Max. 
Clifford is the big question mark. I think the offensive coordinator is this new offensive coordinator is going to be big because he liked to pound the ball at Minnesota. And with those running backs, I, a couple O-linemen coming back as well for their final year, it's going to help them a lot. And going back to the departures, KJ Hamler has been talking with the Eagles a lot. Miles Sanders is pushing for them to get him so he can take over as the Deshaun Jackson role for the Eagles. So I think it would be a really good fix for them. And KJ Hamler, I think, is going to be a really good pro, personally. Yeah, he, like, in the slot, no one's going to be able to uh, stop him. I think Clifford's big – he obviously played a full season. But going to Blacksburg week two, we'll see how improved he really is because they'll beat Kent State like 70-7, to a classic Penn State week one. (laughs) That's what what they did to Idaho when you you were here last week one. (laughs) A classic Penn State absolute just demolition of a group of five team. But when they go to Blacksburg week week two, they get inner Sandman going. Uh, Virginia Tech's not that bad of a team, but we'll see how Clifford uh, shows up. I think – if Penn State beats Ohio State at home, they're going to win the Big Ten. I don't see anyone from the West. Uh, I have Wisconsin making it to the Big Ten championship, but I think Penn State's just too good. Um, that Ohio State-Penn State game is probably going to be the game of the year in the Big Ten. Um, the winner of that wins it in my book and goes to the playoffs. And I think Penn State has a legitimate shot of uh, making some noise in the playoffs next year. They got... Clifford, who started a um, good amount of games. They got Michael Parsons, who, if you watched Isaiah Simmons this year, the linebacker for um, Clemson, Clemson, I could see it depending how creative their defense coordinator gets. You could put Michael Parsons on in at least like four different positions next year, uh, move him around so he's not getting blocking schemes directed right at him. If he's going to be at linebacker, you could kind of put him back in safety. You can maybe – put him at a stand-up end. Um, I don't think he can go all the way out to an out corner, but he could play a slot. Um, I, he's a multiple position kind of guy. I think they're going to be really good next year. Uh, another thing that worries me about this next year team is just the wide receivers. KJ Hamler was pretty much the only contributing wide receiver last year, obviously not counting Friar Muth. But with him leaving and Justin Shorter transferring, Justin Shorter wasn't great last year, but he's a five-star recruit. He's got to have something, and like, who else do we have? Who else does Penn State have next year? Dot or Jahan, Jahan Dotson? Dotson, and uh, I think Mac Hippenhammer is still there. He was a five star. I mean, he's gonna have to produce eventually. They had they got a lot of five star talent, but you're right, losing Hamler is huge. He caught about fifty percent of the balls. Seem like another fifty percent were Hamler or Fryermuth. Yeah, exactly. So it's gonna be interesting to see if the wide receivers come out and play but i i think as we talked about they're going to really rely on those running backs yeah. one got, thing that uh go ahead cole oh uh, they got two i'm looking at their recruiting they got two four stars that are already enrolled so they'll be there for spring ball um one from connecticut one from virginia both wide receivers so i would see uh probably see them in the rotation yeah uh, and jumping back to their schedule specifically ohio state they're going to have to find a way to key in on Fields. His When we were at the game, he was able to break the pocket a few times on a couple fourth down plays and just do a lot of damage that way. You're going to have to make him throw the ball. 
yeah, he's accurate, but a lot of his throws were people wide open, so you really get to play some tight coverage. It should be a lot of fun at Penn State, though. This isn't an Ohio State preview, but I, Ohio State is going to have one of the best wide receiving cores next year and in the next couple of years with how they're recruiting wide receivers. Yeah, who was the five-star that they just brought in? Julie, well, they have Julian, Flem- Julian Fleming from the state of Pennsylvania is probably who you're thinking. Yeah, that of. hurt. I, I hope he's bad, personally. I don't like, like people are bad, but I, I wish Justin Fields was bad, and I wish Julian yeah. Fleming <laughs> to be bad just because they committed to Penn State. Yeah, they got, uh, I think, four wide receivers came in this class, uh, Fleming being the top one, and they got at least two next year with another number one wide receiver in the country coming in, uh, and also Marvin Harrison's son committed. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But I think Penn State overall, um, I think they'll, if they beat Ohio State, they'll win the Big Ten, go to the playoffs. So give me a projection. Uh, Big Ten championship, um, playoffs, bowl game, if you don't think they're going to win or you don't think they'll get in, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think all their games on their schedule besides uh, at Michigan, that will be a tough game, obviously. And Ann Arbor is a really hard place to play, and Michigan's always good. But I think they can handle them there. And I think as long as they handle Ohio State, they should win and Nothing beats a whiteout in Happy Valley, so I think they'll come through with that, win the Big Ten championship, get a spot in the college football playoff. I'd like to say they'd win the college football playoff, but I don't see anybody beating Trevor Lawrence and Clemson this year. So I'd say a loss in the college football championship. Wow. I mean, I'd love to see that, even if they do lose in the championship. I have them not winning the Big Ten I think Ohio State's going to come into Happy Valley and end up winning that game in overtime. It's going to be a crazy game, but in overtime, anything's possible, and Whiteout's just going to make it that much tougher. And I'm so sick of playing Iowa. I think I've said it before, but I'm so sick of playing Iowa. Every single one of those games against them is insanely close. This past year, Penn State won by like five, and then three years ago, Barkley had over 300 scrimmage yards, and they won on a game-winning touchdown from McSorley to Juwan Johnson. So I'm sick of playing Iowa. I think Penn State's going to go. If Rose Bowl isn't in the play, one of the playoff games, I don't know if it is, I think they're going to go to the Rose Bowl, personally. I think it will be next year, because it wasn't this year, was it? Is that how they rotate no, it? it was, I'm not positive. Uh, I know they year, were I believe it's year. Peach. And it was this year. It was it wasn't Fiesta, Fiesta Bowl because that's where Ohio State played, and it was um, Atlanta. So it was the Peach Bowl. So next year, I believe it is because the Rose Bowl goes with the Sugar Bowl. I think next year it's the Cotton and um, the Orange. Okay, so yeah, I, I have Penn so. State going to the Rose Bowl then. Um, about, wait, one second about the Iowa game. Uh, yeah, I don't like playing Iowa either, but it's, if it was at Iowa, that game would worry me, but I think in Happy Valley, we'll be able to handle them. At Iowa, they have, again, one of the hardest places to play out in the Big Ten, and I think so, so. Oh, absolutely, they do. They have a really tough home field advantage. Yeah, I hate playing Iowa. Ohio State went there and lost by 40, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beat down. Yeah, so, Penn State, overall, going to have a good year next year. 
So next, we're going to finish it up with some questions for the boys. First question, who is your favorite? I'll answer for Ohio State, but who's your favorite Penn State athlete ever? It doesn't matter the sport. Ooh. Damn, you Max, go first. I go first. <laughs> That's a tough one. Starting off uh, with the hard hitters, Cam. Yeah, absolutely. I'm probably just going to do one for each sport, to be honest with you. I'm going Taylor Battle for basketball. He kind of made me love Penn State basketball. He kind of got me into them. He is their leading scorer of all time. He was just dominant and so fun to watch. He can shoot from anywhere, and I always hoped that he would make the NBA. And I saw him in the D-League a little bit for the Clippers, but that's about it. And football, I'm going with Saquon Barkley. I love that guy. He's so good, and he's the best football player I think I ever got to watch in person, honestly. You were right. It is Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl next year are the two semifinals. So Penn State won't be in the Rose Bowl. They're gonna, oh, they, they will be. Yeah, hopefully they will be. But, yeah, those are my two favorite. And Michael Motti, as an honorable mention, just because he held everything together when they were going through everything, and he was a great linebacker. Um. I'm going to agree with Saquon Barkley on the football pick. Uh, probably the best player I've ever seen out of Penn State. Allen Robinson's up there with him. He was amazing at Penn State. The catch against Michigan was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And then basketball, uh, obviously an underperforming program up until this year, but I've got to go with Tim Frazier. I love, love him. Tim he came into, the, came into the NBA, one of the only Penn State players I've seen play in the NBA. Got a triple-double off the bench for the Pistons. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he he recently just got cut, which is a little sad. Yeah, saw but, that. Uh, one He's, of my favorite Tim Frazier moments was when he crossed up Yogi at Assembly Hall for the win. <laughs> yeah. Um, my I'm thinking football. James Laurinaitis keeps coming to mind, so I'm gonna go with James Laurinaitis. Played linebacker uh, in the mid 2000s. His dad was a pro wrestler, which is pretty sweet. Uh, played for the Rams. He's the Rams' all-time leading tackler. Is he really? Yeah. Wow, that's a. I mean, I knew he was good. I, I didn't know he was that good. He played there in St. Louis when they were just awful, like one in three or four games a year. But and he's making all the someone's tackles. Get tackles. <laughs> <laughs> and then basketball is tough. I loved Aaron Kraft. You would. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Would. Gosh. Do you like that one guy on Ohio State right now, number 25? 25. Oh, Kyle Young. Yeah, I love Kyle oh, Young. Uh, he's one of the worst do. players I've ever oh, seen. I'm not, not going to lie. But he's <laughs> like the Joey Brunk of Ohio State where he's like hustle. He's a great glue guy. Um, but for basketball, like Max. <laughs> basketball, I'd have to say um, Sam Thompson. Wasn't great by any means. Couldn't shoot the ball outside of a layup, but the That's dude could dunk. Oh, yeah. He had like a 45-inch yeah. vertical and would just slam on people. It was amazing to watch. Question: yeah. Not Jared Solinger? No, not Jared. So he was frustrating. And they <laughs> blew a 20-point lead to Kansas in the Final Four, and I cried at a restaurant. But moving on. Not Caleb Wesson? Started. He missed, he a, layup. He missed layup. a breakaway he missed. layup. He airballed the rim. Like he threw it over the rim trying to dunk a breakaway. <laughs> like how do you do that? I know. You sent it to me. It did not touch rim, and there was no one near him. And he didn't lose the ball either. He just missed it. You're seven feet tall. Like you have to jump like a foot. Okay. Next question. Favorite movie you've seen in theaters? Cam, you go first. Uh, all right. Wow. 
I'm not much like you, Cole. I don't see a ton of movie in theaters. Uh, it's probably a. Uh, I don't even know. You you start with this one, Cole. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to think about this. Um, the first ones that are coming to mind are recent. Um, I liked Infinity War more than I liked um, Endgame. As well, so, I agree. Uh, with I like the like seeing that on the big screen was sweet. Um, watching like the Star Wars theatrics on the big screen is sweet, just because how big and loud it is. Um, probably I'm gonna go with Infinity War. I had a few years there where I watched way too many movies in theaters, but the one that's sticking out right now is Infinity War. I like it. Uh, you kind of jogged my memory, and I remember seeing this movie with my family on our way to Myrtle Beach or somewhere there. Dark Knight Rises. That's mine too. Oh, that, that movie is so good. It's so sweet, and some of it's filmed in Pittsburgh. Just really cool. So I'm gonna go with that and The Conjuring. Uh, one of the, my favorite scary movies ever. And true story, me and my buddy Timor woke up at the exact time the clock stops in The Conjuring <laughs> after we saw it. It was the wildest thing. Scared me a lot, but it was it was great. So I'm gonna go with those two. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, my mind's kind of blanking right now. I haven't really seen that many movies in theaters, but two coming to mind are Endgame and uh, Dark Knight Rises. Just let's just two go, of the best I've ever seen. Let's go to a theater and put like Mike on there. We'll change oh, mind real fast. Uh, that would definitely be number one. I mean, I've probably seen it in theaters, but. So, yeah, I'll go with Like Mike, actually. Greatest movie he ever invented. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was insane, actually, how good it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Calvin Cambridge was just unstoppable. <laughs> when he rips the shoes out, I was heartbroken the first time I oh. saw it. Oh, yeah. He retired on the bench before the play. <laughs> the final play of the game hit Tracy Reynolds for the game winning three. Under Spoiler Vince Carter. Spoiler, if anyone <laughs> hasn't seen it. <laughs> I'm scrolling through my IMDb ratings right now. Um, another great one was Get Out. I saw that. That was a good one for like the Good audio. Good Out was great. I I saw Us recently, and I really enjoyed that movie too. So, yeah, what's his face is so good. Uh, Jordan, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, he's incredible. Question three, Cam. This is if you had good knees. If you could go back in time and play any sport. Like starting from young and go play through your life, what would you do? Uh, go ahead, Max. I'll let you start with this one. Oh, this is tough. Haven't really been that good at any sports, but <laughs> you got three wreck uh, basketball championships. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably about? go with basketball. Baseball is kind of boring. Never played football. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go with basketball. Golf would be pretty cool too. Yeah, you can play golf whenever though. You don't mm-hmm. need it. On, um, I mean, I could barely play golf, but with good knees, it's hard not to say basketball, but I would love to be able to skate and play hockey. So I'd, I'd go hockey if I knew I can skate and not get hurt from my knees, but get hurt by getting checked or a headshot or something <laughs> other than my legs. So give me hockey. I just think it'd be really cool to go out there and snap it with the boys. Yeah, mine's hockey as well. I just think. Oh, really? Watching the sport is so looks so much fun to be out there on the ice, uh, just checking people, <laughs> and get a good old slapper going. 
uh, and actually yeah, you, look coordinated on the ice, that'd be kind of cool. Probably impress some ladies. That, yeah, that's what you do. That's what you need. Since you're not like Max, who has a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last question to wrap us up. What's your favorite summertime activity? It was like 20 degrees here, so I need something to make me feel better. Mine's got to be going on a boat and drinking beer, playing drinking games on a boat, really. Um, going to a lake house, playing beach volleyball, and just drinking some brews with the boys. Um, I can't say I relate to that one. <laughs> not, not the same um, for you because you haven't get kicked out of a bar yet either. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Probably just playing basketball with the boys. Mm-hmm. It's a classic answer. Uh, <laughs> find a good outdoor court. Yeah, like a small the, goal. Upload like it to the, your YouTube. Like the dads <laughs> that we played with when Star shot the ball over the goal. That outdoor court. Oh, are you talking about when we played the dads? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the church. Too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Right. He just pulled up from like 30 feet and airballed it and then made the game winner the next time down from the same spot. It went went over the basketball goal. It it was in an airball. (laughs) One of the dads told him to stop. (laughs) Stop talking trash. (laughs) What about you, Cole? What's your favorite Mine's the same as yours. I love going on the lake. Yeah, we were looking at a house, but – Quick update, Penn State's up 17 from what I see with 18 minutes left to go in the game, so that's a good sign for them. Great answers, boys. That's all we got for tonight. Uh, A little shorter than usual, but we're under an hour. That'll be nice listen to driving into work. Um, Any last remarks? Max, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Anyone else that is interested in coming on, let us know. Give us some questions, some segment ideas. Like this questions with the boys. It's really fun. We'd love to hear some questions from you. And I'll slide it on over to Max to finish it up. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Had a great time talking with you guys. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting me on the show and talking it out. One more thing. Uh, NHL winner. Stanley Cup, go. Got to be the Pens. All right. There you have and it, the Two Max. goalies that can get them through the playoffs. Yeah, the Pens. There you have it, Max is going with the pens to win the cup. All right, I'm going to write it down. <laughs> Keeping notes. All right, follow us on social media, or Twitter and Instagram, at Former Ball Boys. Go on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review and a little comment on it. We love it. We love to see it. Uh, DM us any questions you have or leave us a voicemail. The link is on every podcast and also in the description. Um, Once again, thank you for listening. Everybody have a great night. Peace.